Good morning. It's Iowimala. Allergy season. Okay, so it doesn't matter how much I gargle or spray medicine up my nose, I'm always going to be hoarse during the day. Um, so welcome anyway. Good morning. It's late Sunday morning here and kind of an overcast day. Not too cool. I mean, it's probably about 70, but a little, we've had so much sunny weather. This, this is fine today. Just a tiny bit overcast. So it's very quiet outside as a result. Um, I've read something this morning, looking quickly at my email, um, looking for an Eventbrite ticket with information on it that wasn't there. But I read the uh, 10% Happier newsletter that comes out frequently. And uh, it's, a, it's a really, if you get that or if you're interested, I think there's a podcast too that probably will have it. There's a really good uh, insight teacher who wrote the article and it's about anxiety, different ways to work with anxiety. And we, we all realize that there's a lot of free-floating anxiety um, in our culture right now with everyone. Doesn't, doesn't matter, you know, what side of the fence you're on or how old you are. I think there are so many uncertainties within our, uh, with everyone's, uh, wherever we live, there's so much uncertainty about what the next, let's say, what the next six months are going to be like in terms of the, uh, of COVID-19 cases and how we deal with those and, uh, what's happening in the world, in the world with the pandemic, how it's affecting economies and everyone's jobs and, uh, how we, how we can be with other people. So that's one reason. I think for everyone, you know, are we going to be wearing our mask for another couple of years? Are we, is this going to become uh, more of a habit and easier for us? Will it be easy? Here in the Midwest, it might be easier in the winter because it'll keep us warmer. Um, but these are the kind of anxieties that people have that are just simple ones. Now added on to that may be, are the children going to be able to stay in school? Are, people, are older students going to be able to stay in university and college? Uh, are people going to stay home, work permanently from home? Or will we, you know, when will we eventually go back to um, what life was like when we, what we now call normal, right? <laughs> Have you forgotten about what normal is? Um, so my point is that we all are dealing with anxieties. And so many, many people are dealing with financial concerns and worries but this, the article is, it's, uh, I guess I liked it because it was so articulate trying to say, uh, saying the things that I often want to talk about. Anxiety is a, a mental state. It can certainly manifest physically, as it does for most people I know. Stomach aches, uh, you know, inability to sleep. So that mental state, though, is, is the, it's worrying about things that we have no control over, uh, worrying about the future. And because of a need to control that, 
there's a maybe a belief that we should be able to control that, or just a reluctance to give up that uh, we you know we haven't worked. Maybe we're just hanging on to the last vestiges of letting go of that kind of control over the world. But the article is saying, and I think it says it beautifully. So if you can if you can get a copy of it. Um, it's 10% happier, and you know that is an app, and and they do have podcasts that you can access. Uh, so their article this morning was about the different ways we can deal with anxiety. It first, and this is, I'm not talking about cases where you're under the treatment of a doctor and um, you may have anxiety that's so severe and debilitating that you you can use meditation to work with it, but um, you need to you need to be working with a, a doctor as well. But there is the kind of anxiety. Anxiety is a mental condition. It's a mental state of mind, and so we can work with that. We can use our meditation to help us with that. And the point she's making is that there's, there is a, a way to work with anxiety where we can uh, soothe ourselves, to help ourselves relax, to let go of some of that. Um, it's a kind of restlessness. And uh, it would be in the hindrances, it would be thought of as restlessness and worry. And that keeps us from being able to focus and we can't be mindful when we're in that condition. So we can use meditation to help us relax, and that's a very important way to use it, say, if you can't go to sleep at night. I talk to so many people these days who've had trouble sleeping, when ordinarily that wouldn't be their uh, normal condition. And so this article reminded me that we can use our meditation to help us relax, to temporarily calm down and let go of that feeling of of restlessness, of worry, when we feel anxiety. And that's what we can use when we want to go to sleep, when we want to get rest. We We don't want to be examining the sources of our anxiety. Okay, that's just going to keep us more awake. That's the whole problem to begin with, right? So we use a certain kind of meditation. We, we might use a body scan just to help relax the body. You know, we, can, we can use a more gentle approach to help our body uh, slow down, to relax. And then that can help us sleep. But if we are able to work and want to look at, look at our uh, anxiety, uh, that's the other way we can work with it. But very important to know the, the appropriate time to, to use the appropriate meditation. And um, it's, that's, what we, that's our discernment. That's our discrimination. We need to know when to use certain techniques and certain types of meditation. So the other way we can work with anxiety is when we're in a wakened state and when we're not uh, trying to go to sleep or get in the day and get ready to go to sleep, we can work with really uh, uh, feeling that anxiety where it is in our bodies, which is the best thing to start with. I know it is for me. 
Start with locating when that arises during practicing, or it just may arise at some point in the day. And if you can, you can just stop and pay attention. Notice how it arises in your body, where it arises, and just be able to focus on that anxiety. Just investigate it. So when we talk about investigation, we're just observing it, looking at it. I imagine a giant, uh, like a, a beautifully, uh, a beautiful gemstone. And it's giant, so you can walk around it like you're walking around a stupa and just look at it from all angles. And don't try not to use your thinking mind as much as your non-thinking mind. (laughs) So we just want to observe it. We don't want to try to fix it because that just gets us back into our thinking patterns and that hasn't worked so far, right? But we want to look at it, observe it, see where it is in our body, see how it feels in our body and breathe with it. Sometimes we have to welcome it to accept it We may have a lot of resistance to owning it. And if we can stop and just allow it, allow ourselves to experience it, watch it arise, notice what it's doing. Does it affect your breath? Does it feel like someone's sitting on your chest? What what happens within you? What do you observe? And... Let go of your old stories about it, because then we may go right into the same storyline about the anxiety that we've carried with us for a long time. Try to be right in the moment feeling it and seeing what it actually is doing. Sometimes that's a very important step because we feel that mental state that we've created and we realize so much how we We don't want that anymore. It may have served a purpose at some point, but stay with it and breathe with it and see if you can allow it to just be something you can look at. We need to to be aware of what these emotional states do to us. And And sometimes we even have to welcome that emotional state, so we can be present with it. So we want to breathe, feel the anxiety, feel where it is in our bodies, allow ourselves to stay with it, then we, we investigate it by observing it. Observe all the qualities of it you can. Notice how it's affecting your breathing, your physical condition. Do you feel certain old habitual physical responses to anxiety? And now this is the same as when we work with rain or laser that Pema Children teaches. Then we can stay with it, but then we can decide, okay, that's enough for today. 
uh, I don't want I don't want to exacerbate it. I don't want to encourage this anxiety. But I've looked at it, and then allow yourself to come back to uh, breathing in and breathing out. and allow yourself to come back to what we call a neutral state. We don't need to have a full-blown anxiety uh, or panic attack. We've seen it, we've worked with it, as long as we're comfortable working with it. But if we see it becoming something that is taking over, then we can let it go, just say, thank you for letting me pay attention to you. I understand you're part of me. We have to make, sometimes we have to make friends with these mental states to really be able to see what's, what are they asking of us? Uh, what, what, what do I need to be paying attention to? What do I need to help this mental state become more uh, skillful, more wholesome? And uh, think of it as a partnership with that mental state that you're going to work on it together. But then you can have enough for this moment and come back to your breath and just being aware of your body taking in oxygen and letting it fill your entire lungs, helping you calm down, helping you come back to that equilibrium that you want. And that's the neutral state. Because if we've really been looking at this anxiety, we don't want to get locked into it. We don't want to do that. But we do need to feel it. We do need to see how it's affecting us. As it arises, once it's full-blown, we may not have that control over it. But that's how we can work with it. Let it become the object of your meditation, just observing it. And that can be one way to practice with it. But that's not what we want to do when we're trying to go to sleep at night or when we're filled with the anxiety that's already taken control of us. Then we need to do something that can help relax us. But after a while, that observation of that anxiety will be very helpful. It'll let you... Uh, I found at times when I've had that experience, and I don't typically suffer from anxiety, so the times when I have in my life are very, they're very strong, they're very powerful. And I've learned that I can observe that mental state coming on, and sometimes all I need to do is just be with it and allow it to rise and notice that it arises, and then I feel like my heart is not beating right. I can feel it rising up from my gut, up to my chest. But if I can recognize it and stay with it, and just be silent, and actually welcome it, then I can watch it rise, and then I can watch it fall away. I don't fight it, and uh, but I'm lucky. I don't I don't deal with it on a daily basis. Basis, it's not chronic. I sleep very well. 
but I know if I can't sleep, I've either had coffee before I went to bed or caffeine, or uh, there's something, my thoughts are, are going over something, and it has just exactly the same as anxiety. My thoughts are racing, so I know I need to disconnect, but that's very rare. So I, I know a lot of you have uh, cases where you need more, you may need more help right now. It might be, not be as easy it is for me, and I, I really appreciate that. So, um, but these are ways we can begin to work with it, and they can be very helpful. But it's important to know which one to use when you when you're experiencing anxiety. And if you're exhausted because you haven't been able to sleep, it's you, it will only become worse for you because then it's harder for you to stop and focus on that feeling that's arising. And your whole mental state will become uh, suffused with uh, drowsiness and sleepiness and that irritability that comes with that. So if you can, uh, look into the 10% happier. If you get the newsletter, you'll see the article. I think it's really a wise, very good article. And if you don't, try to find a 10% happier podcast. So today I have um, Blue Lotus. We have our our, uh, sutta study. So what I'd like to do today is end by reading again the Brother Sun and Sister Moon, the canticle of Brother Sun and Sister Moon. And this was written also by St. Francis of Assisi who is um, some, is what, that we don't have to be Catholic to all know who he is and that he's the patron saint of animals and, and other things as well. But uh, I, think, I think we can do this as a, you can close your eyes and relax and I'll read the, the beautiful poetry of this. Uh, remembering how how much our our pets and our animal friends and nature and this earth have been have been um, keeping us going, and I no longer have my Scotties, uh, but I have other dogs in my in my apartment neighborhood who have taken on the role of uh, dog therapists for me and for everybody else in the apartments. And I have all my squirrels and two wild turkeys and birds and chipmunks. So I have been deeply grateful for nature since the, since the, well, intensely since the pandemic began. But since, since I've been, I've been dogless, I've especially been able to, you know, have more critters come up close and not be barked at by my little dogs. So let me read this and just close your eyes and relax with it. Oh, and Sandy's putting a note. Thanks, Sandy. There an updated rain. Uh, rain is is uh, continually being updated. So she's written it in the comments sections in Facebook. So that's wonderful if you can check that out. Praise be you, my Lord, with all your creatures, especially Sir Brother Sun, 
who is the day through whom you give us light, and he is beautiful and radiant with great splendor. Of you, Most High, he bears the likeness. Praise be you, my Lord, through Sister Moon and the stars. In the heavens you have made them bright, precious, and fair. Praise be you, my Lord, through brothers' wind and air, and fair and stormy all weathers' moods, by which you cherish all that you have made. Praise be you, my Lord, through sister water, so useful, humble, precious, and pure. Praise be you, my Lord, through brother fire, through whom you light the night, and he is beautiful and playful and robust and strong. Praise be you, my Lord, through our sister, Mother Earth, who sustains and governs us, producing varied fruits with colored flowers and herbs. Praise be you, my Lord, through those who grant pardoned, who grant pardon for love of you and bear sickness and trial. Blessed are those who endure in peace. By you, Most High, they will be crowned. Praise be you, my Lord, through Sister Death, from whom no one living can escape. Woe to those who die in mortal sin. Blessed are they she finds doing your will. No second death can do them harm. Praise and bless my Lord and give him thanks. And serve him with great humility. Amen. I really love the, uh, the, the prayer of gratitude for all of nature, all of our world. And we can keep coming back to that over and over again when we get caught up in our little self. If we go out and watch the stars at night or if we watch the sun setting or the clouds or the lack of clouds, just getting outside and looking up. Uh, It's easy to just look down all the time. But if we can just look up and see the bigger world. So have a beautiful day. May you be in peace all day and find joy and happiness. And remember that everything we do can be to our benefit and to the benefit of all other living beings. Just have that as your intention for the entire day. And then start over tomorrow. And you might want to do a little better or just keep going just the way you are. So thank you so much for being part of my practice. I'll see you Tuesday.